play. What's up, guys? This is Noah Love. You are listening to Noah Online. I'm extremely excited. We're recording in the studio for the first time today. I am with Jason McQuain, celebrity photographer, creative director for iModels NYC. Woof, woof. Um, we are also live on Instagram and on Facebook. This is going to be an hour of just some authentic conversation between me and a friend, a professional colleague. We are talking about fashion, the business of fashion, the misconceptions of fashion, um, the misconception of the fashion industry as a whole for both freelancers and professionals. So we are currently listening to Victoria Monet, New Love. Check this out and we'll be back. Again, that was Victoria Monet, New Love. Now, I'm not going to say that Jason put me onto her, but I'm not good with names. I'm not good with new artists that come out, I guess. But she's a pretty girl and absolutely love her. This uh, video is very reminiscent of a Janet Jackson, which is really, really, really cute. Young, pretty girl. So, good move. Yeah, like, I think she dances well. She has a great presence. She's super, super cute. Again, and I'm just obsessing over this hair, and I feel like this is, that is Janet Jackson. I was going to say Aaliyah, yeah. but it's very much Janet Jackson. The F, the, 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 the. Yeah. But I think that, you know, seeing this and even watching it again, it just shows me how talent, true, true talent, isn't really celebrated in the mainstream. Right. She's not singing about, you know, being a hoe or twerking it or dropping it low yeah. and stuff like that. So people don't want to hear it. But it's cool with R and B in a sense. Yeah. I like it. It's cute. And they That's don't what's appreciate up. that nowadays. That's what's up. That's what's up. We're gonna Shut transition up. really quickly. Just some quick news updates. Let's talk about well, I guess because Jason brought it up to me earlier, the whole R. Kelly sit down with Ooh. Gail King, um, that happened what last night? Yeah. And from my understanding and from the still shots that I've seen, you know, R. Kelly gets extremely irate and upset and is pissed off um what's up instagram live guys if i'm not saying hi to you be patient i'm gonna get to you love you so much but yeah so um robert kelly sits down with gail king last night to discuss you know all of these what i guess we have to say allegations Allegations. of him holding these girls hostage and i think at this point as amanda seal best 
puts it. Oh, Lord. He is still trash. Yeah. Okay? And I'm not sure why that is news for anybody, but I'm saying it. I have no shame. He is trash. Point blank, period. All right? I'm going from that. I know most of you have heard uh, Luke Perry pass this past Monday. Rest in peace. That was really, really sad. Rest in peace. Most of us know him from 90210, um, Heartthrob, my first boyfriend in my mind. He is gorgeous. Um, so, you know, condolences to his entire family. And I don't think because I have to, but I'm going to, you know, we're going to talk about this really quickly. The Trump administration has been under scrutiny or under fire um, since day one. I think now it's just become more, I think it's become a real issue for the Republican Party, whereas mm. this has been an issue for Democrats from the very beginning. However, there was a comment that was made. Um, I never remember her name because I really don't get her. She kind of sits in the middle. But she made this comment about... Um, you know, the Democratic Party always taking shots and hits at Trump personally or as Trump as just an individual versus trying to attack his policies and um, his wrongdoings in general or maybe, I guess, targeting one specific issue with him. So um, that was said, but I'm only mentioning that because it is in the news. It is uh, current events and it's going to be that um, until we have this young man out of office. Shout out to D Glow. What's up? Love you much. Okay. Who else am I missing really quickly? Let's do this. Really, um, let's see. I am Sherrod. Is that Lavelle? That is. <laughs> oh, that's Ryan. Hey, what's up, guys? Shout out to everyone on my live so, and Facebook. I know. Waves, waves. You're going to have to take part in that. But you know, so it's that's, just going to get worse. You know, no. This is his last year. This is his, his hoorah. Absolutely. He just, um, he just undid um, Obama's policy on buying so let's guns. let's talk about that. Because I was on the train, and I got the alert from Apple News. I'm reading the article, and... I don't think that it was a surprise for anyone because he went into his administration with this agenda of undoing everything that Obama, Obama did. did. Mm-hmm. I think we all were we, we were very privy to that motive from him early on. However, I think him doing this undoing this particular law is very upsetting because I don't think there was any there was no reason to do it other than that Obama had made it happen. Right, that's the only thing. And this is the whole tit for tat. Anyone like, crazy can go get a gun now. Crazy. That was Literally. the specific wording mm-hmm. was he has repealed the word uh, the 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 ability for a mental ill person to buy a gun. Right. With no like there's no justification behind it. There's no, you know, fact-based information behind it. It's it's honestly because Obama did it. So that's extremely upsetting. I don't know the full details of that process and what that's going to be like and, you know, all of this stuff, but so be it. Anyway, so today's topic for um, our episode, we're, we're, it's going to be, it's broad in a sense because we're talking about the fashion industry as a whole. We're talking about everyone from creatives, the models, booking agents, producers, photographers, DJs, you hey. name it. Oh, no. Yeah, it's got a little beat going on. Okay, sorry guys about that. I forgot to put my phone on vibrate. That won't happen again. <laughs> you tried it, iPhone. Very important person coming through with very important Sorry, calls. you know, in from work and into something else. But yeah, so today's topic we're, is, is going to be very broad. We're just talking about the fashion industry as a whole. I myself um, founded and own IA Models NYC. Jason is my partner. He is the creative director for our agency. 
He also is a photographer, a seasoned photographer, and runway coach. And we have seen so much in this industry, and we've seen so many models be taken advantage of, or, you know, people being um, forced to work for practically nothing and close to nothing and being treated like absolute shit, which honestly makes no sense to me. And we're talking about this particular topic because there was a initiative that took place directly after Fashion Week um, titled No Pay, No Runway, which hits home for me and Jason mm. because we rep a roster of models whose strong suit or their strong point is runway. This is what their career is based off of, runway. My career has solely been based off of runway, from being a model myself to being a runway coach to being a show producer to being a show creator, all of these things, as well as Jason, runway is our life. And, you know, this past season, New York Fashion Week here in New York City, there were so many models being booked and not being paid. Hey. And there's a two si- there are two sides to this. One, because a- as agencies and agency reps, we're sticking by our clients and we're forcing them or we're forcing booking clients to pay our talent. But then we have freelancers who will do this, who will do these shows for free. Which is annoying because it then leaves this gap where you have these major designers booking these freelance models and they're going to do any and everything because it's, it's, it's exposure. But then we have these seasoned models who have been in the industry for a while who have earned their dues and they, they can't get paid because there's so many people willing to do the free work. And it's my argument that models, specifically models, specifically freelance models, have to get to a point where they have to realize their resume, um, their, their resume will require them to make a check. A ROA. Do you know what a ROI is? Go ahead and explain it. A return on investment. So you could have said ROI because you said <laughs> you said ROA and I was like ROA. Roy is what I meant. To say. Right. I'm like, trying to make it Roa. up in my mind, y'all. I'm slow. I'm he tired. tried it. You, Roa. I tried it. No, I I did Roa. it. I did it. But no, yeah, you want your return on investment. So I mean, if, if you come to me and you're like, hey, Jason, I've done these runway shows. I've done this, right. that, a third. Here's my tear sheet. Here's my resume. Yes. Here's references. Yes. Okay, I, I need to pay this dude. Mm-hmm. He's worked his butt off. You come in here with. Uh, uh, a headshot printed on a piece of paper with mm-hmm. no contact, I'm, you ain't getting paid, baby. I'm sorry. That's just right. not how it's going to happen. And that's the way it works in all aspects of fashion. When it comes to photography, when it comes to runway, when it comes to commercial, you got to have that return on investment. And mm-hmm. especially if you're nobody, you need that stuff more than we need you. That's just the, right. the, the reality of the situation. You need that work. But these people who don't have a resume to back it up are just asking for it. But on the flip side... If you're going to put together a fashion show, mm-hmm. I know this firsthand. You have a budget. Right. You've already you've already incorporated the payment right. of the models. So, for but some, most people don't incorporate payment of models in their budget. Yeah, they and that's the problem. Extravagant budgets and don't allocate any money to the booking of talent, unless of course it's a influencer or, or a, a celebrity. celebrity or an athlete. And can I just say, to any designers, up and coming, established, otherwise, it does you no justice. Brand-wise and brand movement forward to hire an influencer, athlete, artist to wear your clothing on a runway. It does nothing for you. I think the concept of fashion shows have escaped so many people because when you do runway shows, this is specifically for industry professional, industry gods, if you will. These are people who are going to write about you in editorials or publications. They are going to buy your clothing and get your stuff in stores. They are buying for e-commerce. Um, these are 
not necessarily high paid, but um, highly classified or highly um, praised bloggers who are going to sit front row or sit or sit genuinely um, in these chairs, in these rows, watching your presentation of your art. They're going to wear your stuff, write about your stuff, tell their friends about your stuff. Artists attending your show will potentially wear you. Um, pause, dude, but that's okay. Will mm. wear your clothing either to the show or on a set to a, to a red carpet, what have you. That is beneficial. Paying an athlete who has no runway experience whatsoever $5,000 to walk on your runway. Literally, picture you paying somebody to walk through your house door and walk back out of it. Mm. There is no <laughs> ROI on that. <laughs> that is a perfect analogy. There, there, that, that doesn't make any because sense. Because think about it. If you take that $5,000 and split it 12, between the, the 15 and 20 uh -huh. people you got, that's uh -huh. paying your models. Exactly. Like, what? why? I, I still don't understand. And especially a lot of these celebrities will not be a celebrity in a year. Right. And it's just kind of like these models, well, who knows? They might be the next Tyra. They might be the next Rob Evans. But you're concentrating on what's really big right now. But longevity in your in your bread and your craft is what you need to be focusing on. Mm-hmm. Not just, let me just sell this garment and make this money back. No, let me make continual money by having a model that might have potential and really vet those models when you do your casting. Right. Let me ask you a personal, professional question, and then and I would answer it for myself. During this last season, you've worked a few shows. Mm -hmm. Of those shows, percentage-wise, how many models do you think got paid? Out of total? Like mm -hmm. the total amount of all of them? Maybe 10%. So that's literally like or fifteen actually Stevie Boys. I know I know four people in Stevie Boys did get paid. I don't know the rest, but yeah. Okay. I know no one in Walk got paid. Okay. So I did. This is my first year doing Pier 59. I mean, yeah, Pier 59. Chelsea Pier. Shout out to them because they were the first place to ever take me in as an assistant. I love that place. Like, shout out to them, period, because their production team is absolutely amazing. I love them. My literally probably the pinnacle of my career. I've worked to be at. Here. I had a photo orgasm. You ever seen the camera section? They have 419 They're, different it's cameras. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's literally the highlight of my career, and I just had the best time ever. But did a high-profile show. Not a single model got paid. You know who did get paid? Nam yoro renge kyo. Take a breath. Non-name football players. And I couldn't understand because you had models walk for this show. And they were great models. You know, they were amazing, but they were worthy of being paid. And it just, it, one, it didn't make any sense to me why they weren't getting paid because there should have been a budget allocated. But I also don't understand why their agents would have allowed them to walk this show without being paid. In my defense, I represented two models that walked this show. They were not paid. This was their very first runway show. Mm -hmm. This was great exposure for them, a great networking opportunity. And because I was producing this runway show, I made sure that they capitalized on it. But the rest of these models who are from well-known agencies, some of their agents I know, why would you agree to this when they have an extensive runway? And so, you know, it's going to be probably a shakeup in the industry where agencies and agents and booking agents were going to have to learn how to say no. Mm-hmm. And I tell my models, current day, we just had um, a few briefings with a couple of our models. It will go white noise silent before you have to do free work that often. Mm -hmm. Especially if you're doing a major runway show or a major, or a major campaign collaboration or what have you. I'm sorry. 
Because you don't make a dollar. I don't make 50 cents. Not that don't don't look at that ratio like that. Yeah, that's not, not like how that, that goes. That's not that's not what that is. <laughs> but for real, if my client doesn't make a dollar, I don't make ten cents. I don't pay my bills if my client can't pay their bills. But even but but that goes both ways. Even as a photographer, I I get the the biggest headache I have is that you know even even on my end, people mm-hmm. wanted me to shoot their brands for free. They want to do this for free. Right. I have a client right now who wants a bunch of stuff done for free. Mm-hmm. It's not happening. I, 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 especially being in the photography industry for going on 18 years now, I'm, you're not, no, that's not happening. And I find that a lot of models want stuff. It, there's things that models need to get paid for, mm-hmm. and there's things model need, models need to pay for. Right. Just like I have to pay for my camera, I have to pay for my equipment, I have to pay for my schooling. I had to give my do my just dues and do a bunch of free work mm-hmm. to get my portfolio started. It is very rare a photographer will pay a, a model unless they have a personal project that they need that specific model for and they have a return on their investment. Right. It irritates me when I get that whole, um, oh, well, how much are you paying me? Well, baby, I'm sorry. You have no photos in your portfolio. Um, you're paying me, boo. I'm the one renting a $300 or $125 an hour studio and renting right. $200 uh, an hour combined equipment. Uh, we also need to look at that. But again, if I have a project... If I have a project that I need Noah Love for and he has an extensive resume, I'm going to find those coins and pay him mm-hmm. because he's worth it. I'm going to get what? A return on my investment. Right. All right. We're going to take a short break right now. We are going to take a listen to Solange. Like I know most of you are obsessing over this album. Listen, when I get home, it's just, and I was explaining this to Jason. It's a chill album. Solange isn't a Beyonce, Mm-mm. respectfully. And, and she's made that clear. She made that very clear. She's, that's her sister, and she loves her. But they are two different creatives, and they're both magical in their own realm. <laughs> when I get home is exactly what it is. When I get home. He gets a cup of coffee. When I get done with the world, when I have stopped being a CEO and a founder, when I have stopped being a student, when I have stopped being a producer, when I have stopped being a brother, all this crap in the world. When I get home, I want to relax, chill, vibe out, whatever that may include, okay? That's what Solange is. So we're going to take a listen to Stay Flow. This is Stay Flow by Solange. Hope you guys enjoy it.
Solange, Stay Flow. I am literally obsessed with this track because I think Solange can absolutely do no wrong. I'll live for her. You know, she's so, one of the first celebrities I ever uh, photographed live. Really? Yep. Um, a short story. I was in San Francisco Pride a few years ago uh, shooting Boa. If you haven't heard of Boa, please check her out. She's one of the biggest pop stars in Korea. She's like a Jenner in Korea. Anyway, I was backstage, you know, chit-chat with her, and guess who walks by a Solange? And I'm like, oh, my God. Talk to her PR. Do you mind if I shoot her? They put me right into the press pit, and there it was. That's what's up. All right, we're going to take a weather break really quickly. It's New York City, guys. We already know Mother Nature is absolutely crazy. But right now, it's 24 degrees here in Brooklyn, New York. What does it feel like? It feels like 19 with the wind chill. Um, sorry, wind factor 12 miles per hour. Humidity at 37%. What does that mean? I have absolutely no idea. It means All it's I cold as hell. That is cold. Tonight is going to be about 18 degrees. Do you know what that means? No. We're not going to be cute. We're going to be bundled Ooh, but up. look at Sunday giving me 50, though. Listen, we're talking about Wednesdays. Today's what? Today's Wednesday, so that's 27 degrees. Thursday is 35 degrees. That's a high, people, of 35 degrees. Friday, 36. But the rest of your weekend is looking eh, a little okay with Saturday being 47 degrees with a low of 33. And Sunday being a high of 50 and a low of 40 with the possibility of rain. Not so bad. I can deal with that. Leather boots, raincoat. That's okay. All right, so we're going to get right back into this topic. We're talking about the fashion industry, the ups and the downs. What has changed? What has impacted this industry? And I have to say, like, I remember moving to New York City as a freelancer, like literally having no compass as to what I was doing, who I needed to meet, and all of these things and these connecting factors. But I don't remember the industry being this, I guess I can use, this cheap. Like, yes. everyone's doing everything on a budget. And given, yes, a budget is a necessity. But you have to pay for quality. Like, I remember there was a point where if I walked into a cast room, I had no representation. My resume wasn't, at, my resume wasn't you know, top notch. And no one would take a look at me. Freelancers walk in the door, and because they're doing it for free, they're getting booked. Now, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, you, they have to have the height requirement, and they have to be pretty. But then again, when did the industry become about pretty people? Yeah. Like, I don't like, not saying that I'm not pretty, because I think I'm gorgeous. But I knew that going into the, to the modeling world, it wasn't about being a pretty face. It was having something unique. And everyone is so carbon copied, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I just feel like you've seen one, you've seen them all at this point. But again, it goes it goes back to the to the whole thing. We're looking at average people because average people are the ones that are willing to do the work for free. Mm -hmm. People who know they got the look are like, pay me, and they're like, we're not paying you. But I don't know, man. I, don't, I, I think that the question needs here is how do we make this change? How do, how do we make it to where people are getting paid? Um, you know, is it is it something that, that we don't know about? Like the industry's just not having the money like it used to? Is fashion not bringing in coins? But we know it does. Mm -hmm. Look at the marketing. It's just I don't think that models are seen as that important anymore. I don't know, man. Well, I don't think it's that they're not seen as important. I think everyone, or I think it's a, it's it's one of those nuances where it's kind of like we're gonna we need them. I think the surplus of options, the surplus of models coming in, and everyone speaking about this inclusivity and this, you know, um, awareness of either body types or you know not wanting to be be categorized as transphobic or be homophobic um or in all honesty it's kind of like well if i can get her for free why would i go here yeah but it's also the laziness of agencies they get comfortable with their hit dollar makers mm -hmm. people who they know will you know have these legacy campaigns and people will book them because they're now 
you know, we've gone from models being a hierarchy to Instagram models. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with that because I think Jason and I, we have this understanding that we're grooming our talent, you know, to have this presence on social media. But how do you maintain these two worlds collectively but individually? Because I feel like there still has to be some level of hierarchy when it comes to this fashion world. I feel like agencies have to hold, you know, priority. And Instagram models, the dozen as they come, half these girls, when you meet them in person, don't ain't what they look like. Mm-mm. And they're, you know, I sat next to uh, a love and hip hop person, and because I don't watch the show, I never will watch the show. I feel like if you give energy into something that's ratchet, ratchet will become energy. <laughs> But no, I, I feel like, it's like like she just said, I think social media has made people think that they all can model. Yes, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, you have about 35,000 followers. You post a picture. A lot of people like it. All of a sudden, you feel like you're a model. It's probably not you that they're liking. It's probably just the fact the photo looks good. Mm-hmm. Uh, from a photographer standpoint, there's stuff I like and stuff I say amazing and great to. If I'm not saying you look amazing... Right. I'm saying that the actual photograph looks amazing, but mm-hmm. you have these people now, uh, these PR and these press and casting agents that are looking at follows and right. how can we get more people to follow us? Is our social media where our marketing is? And so now the industry's shifting from where we have beautiful, amazing faces to someone who's average but knows how to really market my product very well. So let's get them into a, a garment, which is, I mean, yeah, in a sense, I get that that that. I get that that sells, but at the end of the day, there's also people that can probably do it just as good that don't have a lot of followers mm-hmm. and that are more quality followers. So right. you need to start looking at the number and more of the quality. Right. I don't know. Just I won't say that it's frustrating. It's just annoying. Yeah. As a professional, spending 10 years in this industry, having to bust my behind, and then you look at, let's be very honest about this. These Instagram models, these influencers, have spent very little time you know, actually cultivating their craft. They got on Instagram. They're great with the iPhone um, photography or the Android photography world. They're great with the editing and they're great with the sex appeal and personifying this lifestyle that may not be realistic. But let's be very clear about this. this these are people who have spent quite a bit of money in buying followers. Mm-hmm. And they're not genuine, um, you know, followers. They're the, ghost followers. The followership isn't the greatest. And, it, you know, I, I think everyone is guilty of doing it with using these platforms to either buy followers, buy likes, buy comments, all of these things. And they're really great networks out there that manage your social media platforms. And they will, in a way, kind of genuinely build your following. Um, but what does this say about the industry of modeling agencies then? Like... Just say playing devil's advocate. I founded this company two years ago. Am I gonna, are we gonna be out of business then? No. Because Instagram just like, and I know that we're not because people still need people. Yeah. Like these models, like people who have lasting careers have a great team behind them. And there are people who take their time in cultivating talent and spending time with these people, not just as professionals and objects and dollar signs. You know, Jason and I make it a point. And it's something that I learned from the owner of Chase Model Management and Ford Models in Miami. You have to make sure you take care of the person before you take care of the client. Yep. And when I say take care of the person before you take care of the client, the person has a lot going on. He or she may have children, a job, school, family to take care of, bills that they have to take care of, you know, health issues, depression. If you don't know, let me be the first to tell you. 
if you are trying to be a model, if that is a vision, a dream of yours, do not come in here with this idea that you are going to come in because you're a pretty face, you're tall, you're skinny, and people just don't love you and like you for who you are. No, yeah. baby. They're going to tell you what you are not more often than not. Mm-hmm. I moved to New York City, and I heard I wasn't tall enough, I wasn't skinny enough, I wasn't your black enough. Your nose is enough. this, your skin is My this. My nose, or I'm not. Up, down, have, your hair, like, your nails, your da-da-da-da. The confusion of trying to be confident and be who you are and people telling you what you aren't and what you need to be, that is going to seep so deep within you and you don't even realize it. And it's not fair for someone to come into this. And a lot of times it's freelancers. Mm -hmm. We come into this and we don't have the guidance. We don't have the support system and it tears us apart. Trust me. I stopped modeling because of it. I stopped working in my craft because of it because I couldn't understand what was not black enough. I couldn't understand that I wasn't skinny enough. I've been skinny my whole life. But it goes also, and and not to be self-indulgent by my class, but this is a point. Um, I hold classes, and in, and you've hold them, held them too. And the biggest point I make in my class is the difference between someone who takes classes and invests in their craft and someone who does not mm-hmm. is someone who has the knowledge on how to make themselves get paid right. at some point. Because you're getting industry knowledge. You're getting... The, the knowledge, the book, the book smarts, the walk, the everything you need to be up, go up against someone who does not have that together. Mm-hmm. And you may not look exactly the same, but I would rather invest my money into someone that I know is going to be on time, is going to be professional, is going to rock that runway, slay it, and I'm not going to have an issue than someone who I'm going to have to coach and teach and everything like that when it comes to a fashion show production. And even as a photographer, I have to take classes. I just took my second online workshop with Dallas Logan. Shout out to Dallas Logan, big, big, big photographer. Um, and him and Dave Howington have always been my guide. But having people in your life and following people that are in the industry um, and networking, we, we need to network with people that know what they're doing. Uh, I'm trying to see what she said. Oh, when is your next New York time? We'll get to that in a little bit. Yes, after our next break, we will talk about that just for a little bit. We won't do too much talking about it, but I guess we kind of... We can do it now. Screw it. We can do it. What? Why not? Well, my Chicago class is on the 23rd and 24th, and then me and Noah and IA Management will be holding another one in... April. April, and we're talking about maybe doing one right before Fashion Week Mm -hmm. in September as well, so make sure that you follow IA Models NY on uh, Instagram, as well as iamanagement.org. Sign up for the newsletter. Um, yeah, we have a lot of things coming up. Yeah, via the Instagram, we do a few things. There are a lot of call to actions. But the great thing about IA Models, and I think what we do, is, which is a kind of a bespoke approach, I guess you say, we post castings that are usually open castings that may be submitted to myself or Jason via email. We also send out a, a newsletter when appropriate that includes information for models, freelance models, who may need information about casting for classes, runway coaches, um, acting coaches, real coaches. We believe in sharing the knowledge. There is no point in us in, in us holding on to information in a, in a way of getting you guys in the door. That doesn't benefit fit us in any way whatsoever. And so Jason and I, we make sure that we share information as much as possible. But yes, Instagram, iModelsNYC, the same thing on Twitter, Facebook, um, and subscribe to the newsletter. It's a really cool um, way to communicate with us. And we believe, whether a client of ours or not, if you have a dream, if you have a passion, we want to assist you in any way possible. So we're going to take another break right now. You guys are getting ready to listen to one of my favorite artists. I've known... Get oh. out of here, Sammy. Right? Listen, you're giving away information. I'm sorry. But listen, he, no, his, listen. his manager and I have been talking about shooting him. That's listen. crazy that you said that. 
we gonna talk about people who name drop too if they get on my darn nerves. We ain't gonna talk about that right now, but we gonna get into some Sammy. No, I'm as excited. you guys know, Sammy hit the scene in about in two thousand, like late ninety nine, maybe I think it was. Um, I like mm-hmm, yes, oh, I like the way you look at me. I'm gonna come out. Let me just take, oh, come, oh, I wish I could have seen this white boy dance in the studio, um, because he was getting down, hey. and he doing it again. But yeah, mm. Sammy was a hit in 2003. I was, Ooh, I think fun. I was in middle school, going into high school. Like I was obsessed with this kid, and then he just kind of went silent for a little bit. And he gives the whole backstory about well, now he's a why he kind of stepped back, and he came back like nobody's business. Let, let me tell you, this boy came back a whole man. Okay? A whole man. A whole. A man. whole man. Okay. <laughs> Beard, swag, tattoos, you muscles, like, glistening skin. I was like, skin. Sammy, that's you? That's not Sammy, Sammy that's, that's Sam. That's Sam. Okay. <laughs> but we're about to listen to a song off of his latest album. Um, it's called, or rather, I can't say really called. Um, give me just a second. It's H L I T L. And it's off of his album, Everlasting. It came out two days ago. You guys can stream it on every, pro- uh, every platform. Dope song. I think it's absolutely amazing. Um, I haven't heard it yet. It's supposed to be the first time I've I've had it. This, I think I want to have had it on like repeat for maybe. Well, while the we last wait, here's some ASMR. This is a package unwrapping. I can't deal. Mmm, Reese's cup unwrapping. Are we really gonna do that? Now we're gonna hear what it sounds like when That's I bite into doing, it. Guys. So we're gonna dim this out. <gasps> you, you guys jerk. Are listen <laughs> to Sammy. Enjoy it. La, 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 la. <laughs> You know it, you got that class, you show it. I can't contain control it. You gon' be my main, I know it. You need a charge pull over. You go like Minnesota. I'm blessed to have you over. I'll hold you down, I'll hold you. Baby, if we go up, would you hold me down? Even if these other women get too close to me, they had to get me switching sides too close to me. I need you right here, come close to me. Baby, I'm about to die. Too 
don't think you guys can hear me earlier. That was Sammy, How Long Is Too Long. And it's from his um, recent album. I think it's absolutely amazing. Sammy has always been about the real R&B. He comes from R&B. He comes from real R&B. So it's smooth. It's sexy. It's amazing. And I appreciate it so very much. So getting back into a new segment. So earlier we talked about the R. Kelly um, sit down with Gail. And I want you guys to take a listen to this. This is... Um, CNN segment from earlier today talking about it, and I'm doing it this way because I don't have too much information about it because let's be very frank and clear about this. I said it earlier, and I'll say it again. Robert Kelly is trash. It does. It's extremely emotional on his part, uh, and you can see Gail King trying to calm the waters, if you will. Uh, but R. Kelly is now accused of 10 counts of aggravated sexual abuse. Uh, all of those counts, if he were to be convicted, that would be up to 70 years in prison. And he says he's fighting for his expletive life uh, as he's talking to her. Uh, let me let you hear when she starts to press him on whether or not he had sexual relations uh, with one of the uh, the women that he is currently with now or with anyone who was 17 years old. Have you ever had sex no. with anyone under the age of 17? No. Never? No. I have to tell you, it's so hard to believe that based on all that we've read I'm gonna tell and you what something, the women Gail, have said about you. I'm gonna what tell you women something. said about you. What women said about me. What women? So nobody's allowed to be mad at me and be yeah. scorned and, and lie on me. So they're lying on you. That's your explanation. They're lying on you. Absolutely. 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 So he's saying that every single woman that has accused him of sexual abuse or of having sex with them when they were minors is lying. Uh, we also heard that from his attorney, Steve Greenberg. Uh, he also said the same thing when I asked him if all the women were lying, according to R. Kelly. He said yes. Uh, then he is also asked about the current allegations against him, not just the ones uh, that were put forward in court, but also those that appeared on the series, Surviving R. Kelly, the Lifetime series, a six-hour series uh, that had many women coming forward, making lots of different accusations, including sexual abuse, including having sex with them when they were minors and here's how he responded to that very very emotionally i didn't do this stuff this is not me y'all i'm fighting for my life y'all killing me with this i gave y'all 30 years of my career robert 30 years of my career y'all trying to kill me ladies and gentlemen You sound like you're playing the victim here. You sound like R. Kelly. You do. When I listen to you, it does sound like that. you're playing One the victim. One more time, because Kelly did that. R. Kelly, you do. When I listen to you, I'm it does sound like truth. you're playing the victim. I'm just card. telling the truth. And the reason I'm emotional, Robert, and I apologize for that, no, is no, because no, this no. is the first time I was able to, to say speak. something. Yeah. I've said nothing. And that's R. Kelly sitting down with Gail King. Am I going to watch the entire interview? Probably not, because I'll go on record saying again, 
Robert Kelly is trash. And Kelly Schneider talks about this in her CNN in, um, ex, um, recap of the interview. And I guess everyone's trying to dissect this idea that R. Kelly wants to play the victim and he feels like he was misrepresented in this document. But people, everyone in this documentary series, one just one, mm-hmm. one just two. How many was it? I don't know the game anymore. My bad, y'all. <laughs> how many ep- How many series was it? How oh, many episodes? No, not Chuck Closet. No, we're not going to go with that. <laughs> of the documentary series. How many people were in it? No. How many episodes? It was like what? Oh, it was like three or four. Three or four. Oh. So for three or four episodes, an entire documentary series, they had to go through actual filming, editing, post-editing, marketing. These people lied. In my understanding, in my takeaway from R. Kelly as an individual, mm-hmm. he got off the first time and he said he escaped the law, how he beat the law, whatever, he beat the system. He thought he was going to do the same thing with this one. Well, you know what my therapist says? She says, <clears throat> when someone lies, watch them. There's three things they'll do. If I ask you, Noah, is that a pink pen on your paper? And mm-hmm. you don't say yes or no, you go into defense mode. That is number one, your You're brain lying. trying to lie. Right. Number two, if you can't make eye contact for more than five minutes and, mm-hmm. your, brain, and your eyes go to the right part of your brain like this. Really? That, that is that is a, a motor movement of your brain trying to create something. Okay, you're right. And I've noticed it. I do it myself when I'm like doing photos. I'll sit there and mm-hmm. I'll look up. Third is when you try to deflect everything. Right. And he deflected, 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 deflected. Did you or did you? I don't understand uh-huh. why. We're, we don't care about what you understand. He has, he's, he's returning to victimizing himself. Yep. And liars will always do that. I don't care who you are, how good of a liar you are. Hmm. Okay? Even when I tell my little lie. on this right now. I know as a child when I was lying. Everybody else is wrong and not me. Everybody. When mama tried to beat me for something, it was her fault. Mom, why you gotta beat me, mom? (laughs) Why you gotta beat me? (laughs) Like, I had to victimize myself. Like, this is wrong. Like, why are you fucking Oh, you get one spanking and you think it's like the worst spanking in the world. world. But it's really not. You just want them to stop. Listen, (laughs) R. Kelly about to get a permanent spanking, okay? He's going to jail. He about to get get what everyone says he be getting on the down low. Okay. Mm hmm. Because they say he be doing more than just little girls. Listen, I'm so over. Trash box, okay. Anyway, moving anyway, on from on. from so, trash box, Kelly. Let's go into a quick PSA, and this is something that Jason and I connect with one thousand percent. Directly after Fashion Week, there was a movement that was announced via Instagram that I went absolutely berserk over because it makes so much goddamn sense. So this, what's happening? Calvin Klein plans to leave the club. Sorry, just that's a, not. A news PSA. just popped up. This is not PSA, but it says Calvin Klein plans to leave the collection business. What's that mean? It means absolutely nothing. I, well, no. Oh, oh, oh the shame. Because it's a whole other topic. Okay. You, like, we would have to go we'll save that to another episode. Like leaving the collection <laughs> business more than likely just means he's not going to do the traditional design. collections. Yeah. Like he's not. And he, but then that means he's reverting back to capsule collections. Ugh. And uh. there's no way that you get unless he's doing. Just underwear, which he should do. Um, Exclusive pieces. That'd be hot. That's dope. Let's take a look. Let's take a quick look. We're not. We're going to move into our PSA. I'm curious. But no, the PSA today is... So, PSA today. No pay, no runway. 
That's right. Now, I'm going to read this because I think it's important to read it as it was presented when it, when it first debuted, and it was absolutely magical, people, because anyone in the industry who was affected by this loves this. So the founder of a little-known modeling agency in Houston has started a group to remind models that they should be compensated for runway work. I'm going to read that one more time. The founder of a little-known modeling agency in Houston has started a group to remind models that they should be compensated for runway work. And then I'll read a little bit of the open call that happened. And then I'll give you guys my take on it just a little bit. The founder of a little-known Houston-based modeling agency is trying to ensure that models are paid. Connell Jones of Sanwa Models started No Pay, No Runway and is trying to recruit 100 ambassadors to support the cause. The group is trying to raise awareness about producers who put on fashion shows and are claiming that the money is going toward charity just to get the girls to walk for free. In most cases, they are not being honest. Jones said in a phone interview, they are bringing in a great deal of money and they are telling the girls, well, hey, you're going to get great exposure. I hate that word. These girls have been modeling for years now. Jones said, and he is not working with the... With the Mode Alliance, the New York-based advocacy group that champions models' rights. His focus is to ensure that the models in different U.S. cities are paid for their runway work, especially in relation to shows for charitable causes. Responsible for running the Houston-based modeling agency, he said he has seen firsthand models not get paid under similar circumstances. Quoted, a lot of them were forced to still do it because they needed the exposure. They would still participate, but in their mind, they would say, this is not right, Jones said. Now, what, where is this coming now, from, this article? So this is coming from WWD.com. Um, this was printed February 14th, by 2019, Rosemary by Rosemary Fettenberg. Fettenberg. Thank you, Rosemary, for bringing this up. Like, I'm absolutely obsessing over it, and it is, it's a Facebook group or, um, Facebook group and Instagram um, account, and it's titled... No Pay, No Runway on Instagram and No Pay, No Runway campaign on Facebook. Check out the group. I think this is specifically important because, again, there's no one advocating individually or on a on a larger platform to discuss the fact that people are using charities or, you know, because I'm a newer designer or the exposure is going to be great. Nine times out of ten, these models are being promised exposure and they aren't getting it. They're not getting their... Photo, they're not getting their photographs back. They're not getting credit for being in the shows. They're not getting their interviews as promised. They're not getting their sit-downs. There's nothing to walk away with except the fact that, yes, you have Instagram images. Um, you might have had a friend in the audience that did a live, but that's it. It's not beneficial. And so I've made it a point to myself contact um, Jones as well when the campaign first went live because I think it's an extremely important that agencies partake in this um, community. I agree. Um, it's, ex it's extremely important that we speak up for our clients. If we're not doing it, then no one else is. And it's, it's honestly part of our job. So when you get a chance, check out, check out No Pay No Runway. Hashtag No Pay No Runway. Alrighty. <clears throat> so moving forward. Real quick, I just wanted to talk about it real, 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 real quick as fast as I can. What are you a comic book fan by any chance? A what? A comic book fan. A what? Oh my God! So y'all, I just have to make this quick announcement because I want to hear what y'all thoughts are on Noah's page. 
What do we think about the Dark Phoenix and keeping? Not on no st- page. We won't talk keep, about comics. Keep it. No, listen. Keeping movies true to the book on anything. So, like Harry Potter and and Jurassic Park and stuff, stuff like that. Like that because it is very upsetting mm-hmm. to spend my time indulged in an in book. amazing book. And you visualize mm-hmm. your characters. Mm-hmm. And you visualize these settings. Come with it. And these connections, these moments. You know these characters' emotions probably better than the writers at this point. Yes. And then you go sit in a two-hour and 15-minute movie, and you got about 45 minutes of something that you ain't read and you don't know nothing about. So now you upset and you lost as to why John don't actually meet Samantha where he's supposed to meet her. And you don't understand why Samantha get mad at John at one point. It's like, this wasn't in the book. I'll give you that. I think... When writers hand over the rights to their books to go into production, that they should hold final say on what that script well, is. Well, that's why Harry Potter was actually looked at as great, because J.K. Rowling had her hand in everything. Right. But here's the gag, and this is why I'm bringing this up. This Dark Phoenix saga that's huge to huge, huge, huge I knew fans. he was going to do it. Stop, But pause. listen, but listen, Stop, listen, pause. listen. Let's know, for real. This is Stop, the second pause. time they've Jason had... Jason has posted about <laughs> this. I know, but yeah, it has to be talked about. We're going to talk about it. This is the second time a production company has had the ability to fix something and they've refused to. Um, so, yeah. That's all you want to say about that? Well, no, I mean, you don't have that much time left. No, go I'm ahead. Take it out. Oh, uh, well, yeah, so you have the, okay, so. Last Stand was released, and just to give you a, a tiny, quick, real glimpse, the Phoenix is not a, a, a personality or anything. Phoenix in the comics is like a god. It's pretty much a goddess, and she okay. possesses a, a person and ends up destroying everything. Okay. But she's known as the Phoenix, and the Phoenix is a, a flame-based character. Mm-hmm. Well, the Last Stand, they made it all the way down to just, oh, it's just a dual personality in her mind. No, she's a freaking god. Okay. So now they kind of have that in this movie, but they still have those elements from The Last Stand, and so everyone's in an uproar about it. But I want everyone to watch it and really comment on it later and, and really hold people accountable to really holding movies closest to the books as possible and allowing the authors and the writers to really have their hand in it. Mm-hmm. Because even Stanley has himself said it before he passed away, he would have rather have not made the movie last stand if he had his hands in it. And thank you so much, Disney, for acquiring the rights so we can actually have true-to-life hero movies from the comics. So we're about to listen to some more music. I need to hear some music. I need to dance. I need to feel a vibe, something. So listen, we're about to do something that's real old school. Oh, I like old school now. Come on now. You know I'm old. Now I'm taking this back to some boys, to men. (gasps) Okay? Now, it's a little sad because the crush song is End of the Road. But we're going to play this song because we're coming to the end of this episode. <laughs> you like how I did that there? Okay? So, listen. We're going to take a listen. You guys you guys have to know Boys and Men. If you don't a little know more Boys ASMR Men, for you. Listen, I don't know about all the ASMR. Down with the ASMR. Oh, my God. This is, a, this is, I think it's appropriate for children, so let's not do the oohs and ahs. But oh, I wasn't oozing and awesome. Here we go. It's my beard. Enjoy it. President's business dealings and whether he abused power and obstructed justice.
All right, guys, once again, thank you, one, for tuning in to Noah Online. I always get this extreme high of talking with you guys. I think that you guys, I consider you guys or reverence you guys as my friends. You listen in. Um, I've enjoyed your comments on my podcast. This is going to be a really, really cool, um, you know, collaboration going forward with Jason being the first guest in this new year. I'll have a few more guests in the coming um, recordings. Remember, no pay, no runway. It is important to remind our fellow freelancers, either models or otherwise, it is important that you are getting paid. Don't let anyone kind of offset you with the idea that, you know, oh, this is great exposure as a way of getting you to do work. Exposure happens every day. You have social media platforms. You have Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Pinterest, Facebook, Black Planet, MySpace, Reddit, the list goes on and on. Your exposure is already there. What you were doing is a passion and you put your sweat, tears, and passion into this. And it's only rightfully so that you get paid for it. So remember to do these things. We are still listening to Boys and Men, End of the Road. Thank you guys for listening in. When you hear this, be sure to share it, comment, love on it, tell your friends about it, tell your mama friends about it. Um, we are back again next week. Probably not next week. Let's be honest about this. <laughs> okay? But thank you again to Jason for joining thank us today. Like, no, you're not. You're on. Thank you so much for having me. In the air. Sorry. I don't know what it is. Anyway, I asked Jason at the very last minute today to join me. But Jason is an amazing individual, and you guys get to know him on any social media platform. He has a sense of humor like nobody else. Um, I do. Jason will tell you that he gets under my skin. Um, (laughs) But you like it. But I love Jason because he is dedicated to his passion. He is eager and willing to always learn. He is easy to be held accountable as well as holding me accountable. Um, Oh, my God. He's so dramatic. Thank you so much. I can't. so fucking good. This has been fun. You guys, let me know if you watch the <laughs> R. Kelly and Gail sit down. Let me know how you feel about this Trump administration. Did you hear that what Solange did? What Solange did? She bought BlackPlanet.com. Black Planet. Oh, I saw that. She's okay. making the whole thing. We're going to talk about Black Planet in our next, next time, episode yeah. because um, I am the generation of Black Planet. Mm, me too. And I am returning to Black Planet. All right? <laughs> but that's been <laughs> I real. I looked at the mic like, all right. <laughs> okay. I am Noah. This is Noah Online. You guys have been chill, amazing. And just subscribe, awesome subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Check me out follow. on Instagram. I am Noah Love. On Twitter, at I am Noah Love. Jason, go ahead. Uh, you can check me out on Instagram, the real Jason MC. You can check me out on Twitter, J A Y McQueen. And you can also follow my podcast, which is coming up called The Flavor of Tea. Thank you so much. It's been real, guys. Love you. No, 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 no.